Blog Talk Radio.
the beginning of World War One, well, at least the United States entrance into World War One, 1917, and just March 31st, same year, 1917, the completion of the transaction of the sale of the Virgin Islands from Denmark to the United States. So it's only a matter of about a week. It is as if one had calculated that this was so crucial that it had to be done post-haste, and as people would say, just in the nick of time. Yes. Nevertheless, it was, so we observe that, we reflect upon that. And so to our listening audience, I say once again, welcome. Good to be back. And now as we begin to settle into what now after the first 100 years, because none of us, as much as we may like, will be around to do another century. So it's dependent and, to me, incumbent upon us to pass all of this on to those who come after our posterities directly or indirectly so they will know. And particularly now with the age of technology being what it is, we can do so much better or we can do, in addition to what photographs have done, we can do the voice thing, such as we're doing now. So welcome once again. And I understand we have someone else who's with us, Miss Thomas. No, not Miss Thomas, Miss Hodge. Maria Hodge, yes. Hodge, I'm so sorry, yes. Well, the reason I said Miss Thomas... Yes, let me let me explain why I said Miss Thomas. It may sound like a Freudian slip, but you're related to Miss Ruth E. Thomas, who also was a classmate of your grandmother, and as a result yes. of that, yes, uh huh, yes. And when I reflect, when I reflect on such what I call incidences and occurrences, not at anything is coincidence. All things are related and subsequently interdependent. That's right. That's I right. Look, that's right. I look very closely. I am visually challenged. I look in my mental files very closely as a connection and the relationship between persons such as, you may know the names, and I believe you do, such as Ghana Sinchi, Guillermo Sinchi, yes. and I, oh, yes, of course. And, of course, your uncle, Wayne. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Bobby Hodge <laughs> Bobby, and I. Yes. We go way, yes, we go way, way back. Oh, and yes, me too. Bobby. Thought, I'm sorry? I didn't know Bobby was Wayne. Yes. Bobby. Oh, yes. Wayne. And it's, oh, yes. and it's so funny. Wayne. Because yes, I don't know Wayne. how they got, I don't know how I received those nicknames. But the nicknames are so far from what their real names are. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Like my dad well, is Patrick, we call him Timmy. That's right. You're absolutely correct. And I'll tell you something, I'll put a caveat on that. Oftentimes, in the Virgin Islands, well, I can speak specifically of St. Thomas, nicknames are far more important for establishing connectivity and relationships. People become mm -hmm. better known and more known and more widely known by their nicknames than their given birth names. And if you think true. that that's not true, try, you'll see, and you'll see that more people say, oh, you mean so-and-so. When you say the name, they'll say, oh, you mean so-and-so. And from <laughs> such and such an area. So the nickname becomes the calling card even more so than the given name. And then, of course, your aunt, Miss Bertica, who was yes. an English teacher as well. Yes, so yes. So I, 
I know quite well the connection, particularly coming mm-hmm. on up General wow. Ghana up to the corner wow, wow. of the Steve Grant <laughs> and that boy's daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. So welcome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited to be on the show. Ethan is absolutely amazing. So I think this is the first time getting a chance to um, speak with you. I mean, with you. So I'm truly, truly honored. She has a bonus. Both your dad and your uncle and great uncle, they know me quite well. So you can always do your background yes. check. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I, will t- I will tell my dad as soon as I get home. I will tell my oh, dad yes, that I have to well. you on the show. I know he's going to be excited. But your dad but this is what you have to say to him. To verify... Uh-huh. What I, what I just said about nicknames, if you say to him, and you should, when you say Dr. Richardson, he may say Dr. Richardson, Dr. But if you say Popo from the oh, okay. P-O-P-O, he would know. Okay. That's what I'm okay. allergic to. I've read it. You say that in the okay, doctor. Yeah. Oh, doc, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, let's go ahead and get started with today's show, then. Very well. I understand you you were very active. You came to St. Thomas, passed through St. Thomas, over to St. John, spent some time there for some day events, and then you came back to St. Thomas for some more day events. So tell us what all you were doing. Excellent. What all did you do? Oh, well, you know, the very first event that I attended was the St. John Historical Society fundraiser. Yes. it was called Alawi. It was a big gala, a big fundraiser, so that they could build a, a new museum. And yes. it was amazing. Everybody was coming out and sharing their history on St. John. We had um, the Knights were sharing their history and photographs. The Boulons, who used to own Trunk Bay, came with videos and amazing photographs, as well as the Marsh family. And, of course, I represented um, the Creaky family. So okay. it was awesome. There was a great silent auction. They raised lots of lots of money, and um, and it was a really cool event. A lot of people attended, and it was uh, it was fabulous. Oh, I can imagine because one of the interesting things when one stops and one thinks about it, the Boulan family, after which a center has been established called the Boulan Center for senior citizens and for persons who wish to go there one can make the connection and see why and how. And also the marshes who are stalwarts and real pioneers mm-hmm. and real garrison people in the, on the eastern end of St. John, particularly in what we refer to as, people call it Coral Bay today, but back in the day it was really the Coral Bay, where the horses, Coral? the donkeys, mm. the bureaus, were kept, and also yes. the great location of the hurricane hole, the place yes. where one took his vessel against the impending storm. So yes, the marshes and the Boulon and the Boulon Center and all of that on St. John, particularly as one looks at the eastern end and also going in the direction of what we call Ram's Head and up to the Fortsburg area where the slaves put up their resistance and struck their first blows of freedom as far as the 1733 revolt and rebellion took place. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, no, that's fascinating. I know I learned so much that evening from other families. The Marshes right, brought exactly. like an old coal pot and painting. And they had their whole family tree on the entire wall. I mean, it was amazing to see what other families yeah. did and brought. And um, it was an incredible evening. Really yes, as a matter as a matter of fact, hello, hello. The, the, lines, the lines are breaking up. Just keep going, Doc. Keep going. Okay, it's very interesting because the marshes are considered the persons of prominence, particularly in the east end, up in the Coral Bay or Coral Bay area, and up into the hills. Real estate flows aplenty up there, and the marshes family has. That family itself has been the guardians and have been that particular area, the ones who are most prominent. And one of the persons today who's still very active in politics and the election process, as we talk about voting today, Mrs. Wilma Marsh Monsanto from that area. Yes, the Marshes. And also when you look at the Samuels, and you look at all those persons that are miters who come through that area, you would see why Coral Bay, as people say, is so important because it was the first capital of on the island of St. John, not Cruise Bay. People tend to say mm. Cruise Bay, but au contraire. Cruise Bay came wow. into existence later on. Coral Bay or Coral Bay, with its high slopes and its streets, if you notice the photographs, you did not see any cars. You did not see much of anything. <laughs> Everything was pedal transportation, on foot or with the donkey, which yeah. was the beast of burden and the prominent mode of transportation. So if you had a donkey, you were well off because you, yes. had a, you almost had what is called the whatever would be this high standard of transportation in today's world, whether it's a Lexus or whether or not it's a Lamborghini, or whether or not it's some, some kind of fashionable car, the donkey became that mode of transportation. And yes. notice how they always walk on the left, not on the right. So oh, if you I didn't notice, notice that. Oh. oh, yes, when they're going up the hill, they go on the left. And one of the things we notice with our transportation, the way transportation mm-hmm. flows in the Virgin is always on the left. Because if you look at the roads and you look at the hills, uh-huh. the precipice always is on the left. So you avoid oh. going over the side. It gave you a better vantage point of how close you were to the edge. Notice when you come oh. in on Rapoon Hill or any of those hills, you will notice that you always got a better vantage point because, one, the cars had the steering mechanism on the left. And you were close to the precipice, so you could see. You didn't have to look from way across the right side of the car to sort of judge or guess how close you were from going over. So we take a wow. little tip from the animals. They were very instructive and helpful. Yes, yes, wow. yes. This is absolutely why I love this show, because <laughs> I learn something new, I promise you, every, time. every single time I listen to the show. So I never knew that. So now I know. Thank you. Know. Oh, yes, indeed. This is what we're talking <laughs> about. Great. And we're so happy that you're here with us, Etienne, you, Val, and now Miss Hodge. So she will be able to join <laughs> in, too. Doc, Doc, I got a quick question for you. It's, it's off the topic a little bit. But what's the name of that place in St. John that was very remote where the slaves were kept? And it was yes. very deep precipice, and many of the slaves got annoyed 
and depressed and don't know where to kill themselves. What's the name of that place? Well, let me start at the beginning, hopefully. During the time, most persons who were slaves did not consider themselves slaves. As a result of that, there was always this urge to resist, to escape. And so there is a place, and this is what you're alluding to, the place is high. It's called Ram's Head. And it is alleged that during a certain time of the year, the sea around there turns red. The reason is the slaves jumped over. As the saying and the song goes, I'd rather be dead in my grave than remain a slave. And they held their hands together. Once the resolution and determination was made among them that they would not be slaves, they held hands. So if you did not want to go, you had no choice because they held your hand. And together in chorus form, they jumped over the cliff. And that is Ram's head going around the, the side that comes through our way. It's very, very rough. So okay. even if you had a chance of escaping by boat, you could not escape the precipitous rocks. As a result yes. of that, you will see that many people will refer to that area as a bloody point or bloodbath because that's wow. why they jumped over. Yes, so it's called Ram's Head. And yes, in, addition, yes, yes. in addition, when we look at that area, we will understand why, because they barricaded themselves and when the military persons, the gendarmes, and all those persons came after them. They threw themselves overboard. Now, there are two words we should really pay attention to in this dialogue or trilogue or quadrilogue. The reason is, <laughs> the word is slave. Yes. The African who came over on the boat during the diaspora did not consider himself, nor was he or she a slave. Many of them yes. were from the royal houses yes. of yes. the tribes or nations of yes. Africa. They yes. were, in fact, not slave, but they were enslaved. If you get the yes. nuance between being enslaved as opposed to being slave, one suggests a willingness on one's part, and the other suggests a forced condition. Yes. And so when yes. you force the condition, you enslave someone as opposed to the person voluntarily saying, I am a slave. Now, Harry Belafonte wow. sang a song called Slave from a land so far. But the point is, they resisted every step of the way. And as yes. Patrick Henry pointed out in the American counterpart, give me liberty or give me death. Yes. And they chose death if they could not have liberty. Well, I'm wow. rambled off anywhere. <laughs> so. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Now, go let's, go back to Val. let's go back to Val. So what else did Val, you participate yes. in, Val? Oh, well, on St. John, there was a, a, a book signing by Richard Georges. Oh. I don't know if you heard from him. He's a great poet from the BVI. Yes. Oh, and that, the area. Yes, at Bajo El Sol Gallery in Mongoose Junction. They had a wonderful exactly. showing with champagne and whatnot as he was wow. reading some of his poems. And um, I hope you I hope you didn't drink too much. Oh just, just <laughs> a tad. Of the champagne. The champagne. 
but it was a wonderful environment with the soft lighting and listening to him as yeah. he's reading his poems. I think he spent a lot of time in Trinidad, so some of his poems are about there, but a lot of them are about um, about Tortola. So, oh. so I, I recognize some that he he talked about, and so that and was very Hodge, special. Miss Hodge, you will make a connection with Tortola too, because your ancestral roots have connectivity to Tortola. Tortola itself is known as Turtle Dove. In mm-hmm. Ursula and her 11,000 virgins, each island has a name. And Tortola really is called Turtle Dove, from which you get Tortola in Portuguese and in Spanish. The Dove. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I absolutely love it. And just to let you know, it is my favorite place on earth. My mom is from Tortola. So That's I what I was alluding to. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so That's why I said there's as, connectivity there from his heart. Yes. Oh Tortola, so yes. As a, as a child, you know, just going up there and spending my summers there, spent every summer in Tortola with my mom, sat up the family, and I just, right. as an adult, just grow to love and enjoy it. So when I want a real getaway, that's where uh-huh. I go. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Go ahead, Val. That's funny because when I lived there and I wanted a real getaway, I came to St. John. Oh, oh wow. That's all so, true. Yeah, it's all relative, I guess. Yes, but you know, I love, 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 love virgin water. Oh my gosh, they're yes. all so beautiful. Yes. Virgin. Yes. And for what is Virgin Garden known? For what has Virgin Garden become world known? That's the name. The bath. For what is it really the, known? The bath. The bath. The bath, the bath. of Virgin yes. Water. It is a yes. ponderance to people to understand whether or not those stones were actually thrown there or were they forced up from underneath the surface and came up, sticking up, as opposed to being hewn from somewhere and landed there. Because when wow. you go into the baths and you listen to the sound that the waves make mm-hmm. and the winds make as you stand or sit or wade in the water, you get some vibrations that tell you someone greater than I must have been in charge. And it brings forth the howling and the reminiscences of how this place was made. Virgin Gorda, which of course, as Etienne just pointed out, the fat virgin, is known for the bass and for yes. the mineral deposits that the are copper, there. The copper for, mine, yes. That's right. The mineral deposits that are there for the healing purposes, specifically the copper, and that is very important. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, oh I'm, loving the, I'm, I'm loving the quadrilogue. Quadrilog. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It's a quadrilog. You're quite correct. That's a Dr. Richardson word of the day. Oh, wow. That's too cool. Go ahead, Val. And did you get, did you get a chance? Did you, Val, did you get a yes. chance to go over to either Salt Island or Peter Island or Norman Island? Not on this trip. Not on this trip. Okay, good. But the reason I was asking, and what is Virgin Garden known for the bats, but there's also another island called Yuslandike, and there is a very, very special berry. It is a blackberry that we celebrate the eating, the drinking, and the preserving 
during a special time of year. Do you know about what I'm alluding to? Yes, I know. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what is that? It's the guava berry. There you go, there you go, the yes. guava berry. The black guava berry. There you go, there you go. Go to the head of the class. Uh, go to the head of the class. Uh, yes, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, I, well, I tend to get carried away and I begin to yes, go into all kinds of tangential directions, but it's all but instructive it's and informative. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Well, well, that was a, a lovely evening with Richard Georges. And uh, his, his new book or porn book is called Make Us All Islands. Oh, and, um, okay. and that's really nice um, there at the gallery. So that was one book signing. There's another one I went to as well at the Caribbean Genealogy Library. Okay. That that one was um was the guest presenter was David Knight Senior and yes. and he was talking about some of his books, Understanding Annaberg and uh, another one he has on the history of Cinnamon Bay. So uh-huh. I was able to pick up a couple of books there. Um, he has one on the census, 1688 census. You know, okay. for family historians and genealogists, we love these kinds of things. So so that was a great find, and that was a oh. lovely evening as well. Okay, you wow. know, I'll give you a name. I'll name drop for you. I'll give you a name of the family which today still owns and still controls a certain portion of the Annaberg ruins. The name is Francis. And as a result yes. of that, the Francis, yes. Well, I the met the Anna- grandson. He was there at that presentation. Very wow. good. What was his name? Oh, that I don't remember. Eric? But it's Carl Francis. Eric? Yes, yes. I think Eric. that's him. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, that's my classmate, Eric Francis. Oh, yes. okay. As a yeah. matter of fact, he had a brother named Chris Jensen. He's actually Eric Jensen. His mother was Carmen Francis, married a Jensen. So that whole connection oh. of the Annaberg ruins, the plantation, mm-hmm. that belonged to the Francis family. Originally on St. John, then they relocated to St. Thomas. But the name Francis, you put that down as a pen name so you mm-hmm. can keep it in mind. And the Francis family is here in St. Thomas. As a matter of fact, they are related to, believe it or not, the Torreses, Dilsa Torres. And that family, the Francis's, that mm-hmm. father, yes, his father, Mr. Francis, married to Eric's mother. And I'm saying that to say Eric becomes Jensen, but Jensen mm-hmm. is his father, but his mother, that is Eric's mother, was a maiden Francis. So they oh. were the responsible for the Annaberg plantation. And the story is told that during the time of the plantation, and Annaberg is referenced in the Danish archives, that when the slaves were putting the sugar cane in the mill between the big, heavy rollers, mm-hmm. if your hand got caught between mm. the rollers, wow. they would rather sacrifice you than save you until mm. it came about that they decided to put a large double-headed axe there. So if anyone's hand got caught between the roller, what they would do is chop off your hand, save you, 
I mean, it, it's sort of macabre and cruel, yes. but that's so you understand how it was. Yes. Ah. yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So when no, you, when no, you have, no, hold, no hold your stomach. So when you're having sugar, remember, you don't know, <laughs> but all that may have transpired during yeah. those days of slavery and cruelty. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. I won't oh, interrupt not- anymore. I will not interrupt anymore. Go ahead. Okay, well, on to a happier time now. There was a parade in yes. uh, St. John to celebrate the centennial. And uh, it was short, but it was great. It had uh, 22 Danes came over and participated and marched, which was, nice, which was nice to see holding the Danabrog. And then, of course, you know, they were fire. The fire department was there, rescue was there, um, the school bands, and um, and so it was nice. It was a short little march, and they went through town. Now, mm-hmm. now, excuse me a minute. Let's back up a little bit, please, for our audience who may not know what the Danenbrog is. Could you explain it to them, please? Oh, the Danish flag. You know, well, I think yes, they've all seen it now know. after <laughs> after this month. But, um, but yeah, it was, a, it was very special to see them there. Um, excuse me. Yes. Etienne was telling you, Val, to explain to me what the Danaberg is? No. <laughs> no, 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 peaceful size. Parades are short, small, very few participants, but those who participate, participate joyously. So therefore, even when you go to St. John on the 4th of July for the celebration or on the 3rd, which is the independence of the Africans, you will find that the parade lasts about every bit of maybe 20 minutes. And if you blink, you'll miss it. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was one of those. It was short yeah, and sweet. That's what I'm saying. But they, um, yeah. <laughs> they had a nice party in the Cruise Bay Park afterwards with live music and free right. food, which was lovely. And, Good. of course, you know, Centennial merchandise was being sold and T-shirts and things. So, oh, yeah. so it was a nice little get-together for the public. And, All right. Uh, yeah, so we enjoyed our time there. Excellent. Good. Let me let me add something right now to the show. As I listen to you both, I think what we'll do for next week is have somebody from St. Croix represent St. Croix and tell us what they did on St. Croix. Fair enough? That'll be oh. fine. Yes. Excellent. Yes. yes. Okay, good. It's a very interesting triple juxtaposition. <laughs> and Doc, Doc, yes. we, will know you, we know you're going to add more to it, but let Val finish out what she's going to finish, and then we'll do a okay. special I, show. I, I promise. You want I time. promise. I okay, shall no, not interrupt. It's good. I, it's good. Not, that's I love all. it. Promise. Okay. I yes. shall not interrupt. Go yes. ahead. Okay, my next venture then was to see the opening of the Historical Trust. The St. Thomas Historical Trust has a new location downtown on the old Crazy Cow Street, which is Roddett's Cotta. Yeah, and, and that was amazing to tour it they have a video and they have all kinds of coins and buttons and old photographs and beds and 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 i love that that was really okay. really neat 
So, yeah, you know, the old mahogany bed, it's all displayed with paintings. They have um, Dr. James Gordon, who was a dentist way back in 1865, and they have a beautiful picture of him on the wall. And there's just so much history there. It was my, one of my favorite stops. So, and they've got a great location now, so no excuse not to pop in and visit. Are they open on Saturday? Mm, probably if there's a cruise ship in town. But you should always okay, double okay. check on their website for hours and whatnot. Yes. But yeah, okay. I would think so. Okay. Yeah. So that was great. Cool. And then the, the next highlight was touring the Danmark. That oh, was very yeah. special down at the West Indian I Company. Oh, yeah. It was extra special for us because our grandfather had toured it in 1934. They let nine members wow. of the press in. So somebody from the Herald, somebody from the Daily News, and, and my grandfather represented the New York Times. So, so all of that was in the old newspaper. So it was so cool to, you know, to read about that and then to go on the ship myself. So we had a ball. It was beautiful. Oh, and the people were fantastic. so nice. Everybody spoke English. Everybody answered a thousand yeah. questions. And wow. uh, we got lots of great photos, which I've shared online. Thank you, Doc. Very have much you been on board? The, for the video. Yes. Have you been on board, Doc? Well, I had promised not to interrupt. The answer is <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, Doc, I'd give you a one word answer. No, no, no. That's a no, no. <laughs> um, yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So it was quite impressive. It's really a floating classroom. Hey, they they are in school every day with books and homework, and um and and but it was fascinating chatting to them and learning about you know their hammocks, where they sleep, what they eat, you know all the responsibilities on these young kids' shoulders. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. So so yeah, that was very enjoyable. And, of course, you know, we had to buy our souvenirs, our pens and postcards. Yes. In yes. my grandfather's day, they were selling cigars and postcards. Uh-huh. So now uh-huh. we have pens and postcards. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, that was a real treat. The interesting <laughs> thing is the word Danmark is the proper name. You know, we normally refer to Danish, but Danish is not a Danish word. Danish mm-hmm. is English word. The Danish yes. word for Denmark or Danish is Denmark. D-A-N-M-A-R-K. Denmark. And so mm. you're absolutely correct, Val, because cigars grow in tropical areas. And Copenhagen and Denmark and the entire Scandinavian area is up in the Nordic area. Yes. So liquor and cigarettes or tobacco were scarce resources, so they gave those or they used those to welcome the people and bring back their mm-hmm. reminiscence. So oh. they may not have been Cuban Tipperillos, but nevertheless, <laughs> were. <laughs> as a matter of fact, there is a very interesting place right here in Savan on Strand where Mr. Laborde used to take the raw tobacco leaf after it had been smoked, after it had been dried and smoked and cut them and roll the cigars there. Now, I don't know if there would be any competition for Cubano, Tipperillo, or for White Owls, but nevertheless, we had our own cigars here, too, and very, very well sought after. So mm-hmm. not too far from where Ms. Hodges' people are, are <laughs> there okay. at one point, yeah. 
Mm. I go back to silence. Well, <laughs> well, back in the 50s, you know, I shared a photograph of my mother dancing with the Denmark cadets. Okay. And and being being taught one phrase that evening that she never forgot, which is "I love you" in Danish, and it, uh-huh. it's, too, it's too funny. So she has such fond memories of them, you know, coming mm-hmm. into the islands and visiting. Mm-hmm. So it was very special now, to be well, on board. Well, well, don't go yet. Say how. Uh, say, say the Danish version of "I love you." Oh gosh, I wish I knew it now. I'd have to look at my own blog post. Uh, I'll something okay, else okay. to dig. Something I'll I'll, I'll I'll have to look Doc, I'll have to look it up for Doc, you. Doc would know yes. It. And who's the lady who's the lady you're referring to? Me. Dancing oh, with the cadets? Oh, my mother. No, it was oh, my mother. Your mother. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. I'm sure they enjoyed that. Oh, they did. I'm sure. Well, the interesting thing is Danish is a Germanic language, modern Danish. And so when you say, I love you, in German, you say, Ich Yeah, and in Denmark, it's similar. So, Val... You oh, didn't uh, have enough time. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I found fa- I found it. It's Jeg Elsker Dig. Three words. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to say in <laughs> Danish <laughs> or in Denmark, we'd have to say <laughs> Jeg Elsker Dig. But How do you say it? Jeg Elsker Dig. Oh, Jeg Elsker uh-huh. Dig. Like in when you say in French or Spanish, you say Je toi, Je t'aime means I. Oh. I love you. You see where linguistics <laughs> comes in, and it helps yes, as you yes, bridge the languages. Yeah, so yes. it's a derivative of German. The German is the Iskribidish, but in Danish you say Je Elskribidish. Okay? Oh. Very good, Val. You learned something, too. I'm telling you, I'll never forget it yes. now. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that was wonderful. So you came on party there, Val. I know. I wish they had dancing. I would have joined them, too. Oh wow, 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 wow! But it was great. So tell, tell us about Fort Christian. You 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 got into Fort Christian after a long wait, and then you disappeared. I was there looking. Okay, she'll be back. I'm saving a seat for her, and poof, you were all over the place. I know it was every person for themselves once you got through the gate. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was rushing to see what I could see. You know, all the yes. different rooms and and whatnot. Yes. yes. And yes. So I was impressed when I got to the governor's quarters and to see all the old mahogany furniture and the painting wow. and the sitting room. Oh, wow. it was it was it was lovely. I mean, it's just the beginning, and everybody was saying, you know, what happened? Why are all these other rooms empty? Why is the treasury yes. room empty? And but yes. that'll come in time. That'll definitely come in time. But so so I was excited to see what I saw. Oh, I sat outside waiting for. Yeah, I saw it in the in the main lobby, I guess you can say. Not lobby, but the the the, the open area. And right. Said, okay, that would be done anytime. She'll be here anytime. She'll be here anytime. You never showed up. <laughs> no, because you know, you can tour yeah, upstairs so. too. So I went upstairs yeah. where the cannon were and I got some really yes. great pictures, you know, of the town. Yes. And I of the flagpole. So. Yeah, I mean there was yes. a lot to see, so I was all over. But it one, of the interesting, one of the interesting <laughs> things is if you look closely, when you were upstairs at the sentinel box that overlooks the harbor and looking west, 
where the cannons were, you would mm-hmm. see that, in fact, all of that area was panoramic. I mean, you could see forever, if that's possible, yes. all heading west. But more importantly, I think, when you look at the other rooms downstairs that where they put the prisoners and people who were not behaving well, where the governor's quarters was, if they, I don't know if they still have it, but there used to be even the bathroom facility, there's something called a bidet, as you know, but it was yeah. mahogany. It is mahogany, and it was under Ooh. the bed, under the mahogany bed. And uh-huh. in addition to that, when one looks and one understands those four poster beds, how high they were, mm-hmm. but yet very comfortable. Now, the interesting thing about all of that is the person who was, to a large extent, responsible for restoration and the reopening of Fort Christian as a museum is no longer with us. That's Mr. John Jowers and his wife. They were responsible to a large extent. Anyway, go ahead. Again, I promise. I always break my promise. How naughty of me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but I'm, I'm enjoying Dr. Richardson. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying it because a lot of things that you're talking about and you're bringing the history, I don't know. So I'm just sitting here soaking everything up, and I know our listening audience is doing the same thing as well. So thank you. Thank okay. you so much. You're welcome. By the way, let me, let me add a note real quick. A note about Dr. Richardson. Dr. Richardson has made a, has written a book, and it's about to come out anytime soon. We, it's at the VI uh, Department of Tourism, and we get some sponsorship. We're hoping to get sponsorship through them. So Great, praise the Lord. Yes, a lot of what you learn, not too much about the Danish uh, Transfer Day, but uh, the Main Street, that will be in the book. So we'll keep you posted on when the book is going to be available. We've gotten through the process, but as you know, the everything works at its own time. They will tell you, they'll come on Friday, but they don't tell you what month or what year. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's great. Yes, well, yes, I, I like your two cents, Doctor. I love, I love it that you add your two cents to everything. It's perfect. No, no, no. It's more, it's more like a dime. It's more like a dime. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, well, I was just going to share one more thing. You know, um, they had a ceremony in the old chapel there. Right. And um, that's a place where our nine times great grandfather was baptized in 1708. Yes, wow. you know, thanks to the records, I think it's Sven Holso that has vifamilies.org. And yeah. he has all that information from the actual church books. And that's wow, where I discovered wow. our ancestor's name, that he was ba- baptized there in 1708. So that's pretty okay, cool. So cool. I was anxious to see inside the chapel and whatnot wow. and get some pictures. So it was pretty impressive. It yeah. was Fort great. Christian I'm glad it served, Fort Christian served as a residence. It served as the governor's place. It served as a church. And if you note carefully as you go up the steps, off to your left by where the court used to be, there are two large granite tablets. They are actually the grave markers of former governors who oh, live really? here. I didn't see that. that. Oh. Yeah, it's on the ground on the left as you go in and you bear to the left by the courthouse. Uh-huh. You'll see two large granite tablets and that's where they were oh. buried. So the remnants oh, wow. are still there. 
and where the gunpowder and the cannons and the fuses and all that were held, that's also off the right. But very importantly, Fort Christian is in red. The undercolor is white. But if you were to go to St. Croix, Christian Fort is in white. But Fort Christian, our Fort Christian, 1671, is in red. And the reason is for the sailors and the people who are coming from the other parts of the world who may not have been very familiar with the islands, to differentiate whether or not you were on St. Croix or St. Thomas, you look for the colors. If you mm. found a white fort, you are on St. Croix. If you found a red fort, you are on St. Thomas, 1671. Oh, I wish you told me that last week when Addie Otley had that as a question on his radio show. I could have won a new watch. Oh, my. That's why you have lost out of the gold watches. I know. I was so close. <laughs> so yes, close. you were. But yeah. I didn't yeah. know so why it was me. red. Oh, you should next have Googled time. me. Next, next time. Next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So those are all my ventures in the island, uh, all my adventures, wow. I should say. I had a wonderful time. Fantastic. And, um, I'm going to say this. That is just the tip of the iceberg. There is yes. much more to come. And we invite you, when possible, to come and do some more because there's some more interesting things that will connect us all. And, Ms. Hodge, you will know this, too, because where you are, that is where your grandmother, grandparents were. If you go up that street and you veer mm-hmm. just slightly to the right, you'll see that there was a bastion there, a fortress that's known as you go up the steps where the fort was, and you could see the impressions of where the door was, not too far from where you are, as you come over, heading into what would be Vestagada, which would be the mm. western part of the fortifications of Charlotte Amalia, St. Thomas, that oh. Tapas, as it was called, yeah. Okay. So, so you, you have your assignment. I, I, I was just about to say, I've never paid attention to it, so now when I'm walking home this afternoon, I will make sure yes. that I keep my eye out and look for it. And ask Timmy to show you the high wall on Vestigata just before you descend to come down the hill to come around by where your grandmother was, uh, the high okay. wall there. And that will show you. And the step streets will take you right up to the top of that hill. And that will be oh, the top of Fireburn. Yeah. I could see I could see it from my home. I know exactly yes, what can. you're referring to. I could see okay, it exactly from my well. home. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I see those very steps well. all the time. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. No, um I wanna say I have to look for the buildings. Oh. But I know the steps. Yeah, I so the, steps. the steps are up by good school yes. Yes. and they lead all the way to the top yes. of Fireburn. Correct. That correct. is correct. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Actually, that, the address is North City by. And yes. Fireburn yes. That's, the same address. That's the same address yeah. that I take too. That's right. Okay. North City by yes, and that is in commemoration. Mm-hmm. That is Fireburn for the insurrection on St. Croix. The Fireburn, but this Fireburn here in St. Thomas was called Fireburn because it was a terrible fire. Years oh yeah! At that time, yeah. The Do you remember the year? Not oh, offhand. Uh, I think I have that. Mm. Okay, good. Look I'm, it up. I'm gonna look. Valley. I'm gonna look for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
a fire, terrible fire. The houses are made of pitch pine. Mm-hmm. And one, once one house caught on fire, the others went down like, you know, tinderboxes. Wow. And so high on the hill, the breezes, yeah, would spread it very quickly. So that was called Fireburn Hill. Uh-huh. Wow. I know oh. the name, but I didn't know the name. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's yeah, you would know because I mean you coming yeah. down in those go karts instead of coming to the oh, library with yeah. me, oh, yeah. so you turn over and all playground. that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the mango tree, yeah, and the oh, yeah. property, Peter's property. Oh yes, the old lodge there too, halfway up the hill. Oh, yeah. the way up the hill. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Val, is what you started today? <laughs> Listen, I think it's a great idea to include St. Croix. I'd love to find out yeah, about the activities that yeah. that they did there. I saw yeah. it on the you know on the TV, but but, yes. but that's all. Well, you know, one one quick it. one quick observation is each island. We talk about the Virgin Islands or the Danish West Indies, but each island brought to the conglomeration its own identity. Mm-hmm. St. Croix was agrarian, which means agriculture. Yes. Mm-hmm. St. Yeah. Thomas was mercantile, which meant business. Sure. St. John was for recreation and fortification. And each yes. one came into the conglomerate of the Virgin Isles at a different time period. St. Wow. Croix came in from the French. St. John yeah. was there. But St. Thomas, primarily from the merchants, such as the Brandenburg Company, the Knights of Malta, the Dutch Company, the Danish Company. Yes. That is why when you go to what is called Haven Site, as it's called nowadays, you had several different wharves or companies. You had French wharf, mm. you had German wharf, you had Dutch wharf, and you had Danish wharf. And these were wow. companies for mercantile purposes. And then the Danes, Denmark, sort of put them together, but actually... There were businesses or wealthy people by their standards in their day who ran the island for purposes of trade and maritime competition and maritime interaction. St. Croix, purely for agriculture, rivaling Louisiana with the sugar cane, as a matter of fact, and St. John for protection and for its position as a bastion and for the animals. Could you could you translate or, or yeah give us a translation of the word haven site is that a Dutch word? Translation of which word? Haven site. Oh yes, haven site. When you look at the word haven, haven reminds you of heaven. Heaven, yes. And when when you look up when you get to the top of what would be, I don't know what they may want to call it nowadays, but right at the top where you can overlook. Charlemagne Harbor, you can look yes. at the outer harbor and heading south, yes. you can see St. Croix unobstructively. Now, well, going up, let us start from down below what is called Haven's Side. Go up that hill. Do you know what that hill is called? You know, I'm talking about even when you go to the tramway up there, there is yes. no panoramic view that rivals that. It is wow. one of its kind around. Wow. So when you go up that hill, what people call Havenside Hill, actually takes you up to where Governor Paiwanski once lived, where Governor yeah. Schneider mm-hmm. lived, and also 
going into where Mrs. Harvey at one time, she lived there. She's now deceased, of course. But when you go over that area, you're going into an area of serenity and tranquility, and it means wow. heaven. heaven. Like heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Mm. Oh. What does psych mean? Psych mean the place? The place like heaven, psych. literally? Yes, actually simply view. Oh, vantage point, vantage point. Heavenly view, vantage point. Okay, very good, Doc. I knew the doctor would help. Thank you. Thank you. Well, anything else? <laughs> and then you have to add that? Uh, no, no, other than having a great time. I mean, I also went out to see Cinnamon Bay, some place that we mm-hmm. had, you know, camped out when we were just kids, uh-huh. and Keneal Bay. Um, so it was great to, to visit, you know, pretend to be a tourist and enjoy it. Enjoy the beauty of the island. I have one problem with with Uh-oh. this business of Canil Bay. Canil Bay came into existence because of an, a wealthy person. But yes. more importantly, when we look at the national park, the lands it's taken up, you know St. John is three quarters national park, and only yeah, one yeah. quarter is the land left for people on which to live. And you know yes. what happened when any thing becomes a scarce resource, the price of the real estate skyrockets to the point where the native people can hardly afford to own the property, the land there. Real estate is so high. But more important, there's a beach called Oppenheimer Beach. Did you get a chance to go there? No, no, I passed it. Okay, good. You know where that name came from? Yes, from yes. You do. Okay, it's not something by which we pleasurably would like to remember. But nevertheless, the German intrusion, Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. Oh, no. Yes, Oppenheimer. Yes, Oppenheimer Beach. And they established a cottage there. And for years, it was restrictive. And I don't know what has happened to it now. But when we look at what that whole thing is about, the German incursion into the Caribbean, and that's one of the reasons they felt they had to secure the Virgin Islands from the Germans, particularly in World War Two. They bought it in nineteen seventy, wow. which was World War One, but World War Two with the Panama Canal and protected yes. the Panama Canal, that's where the Virgin Islands was acquired. But Oppenheimer Oppenheimer Beach. And by the way, Doc, before we close off the show, a little bit of a bit the Virgin Islands as a name we call it today was not the first choice. They were, it was recommended to the Congress that it be called Dooley Island after the uh, officer Dooley. Tell us yeah. about that. You now. know who Dooley was? Yes. He was a military man. A naval officer. Uh, okay. As a matter of fact, the Virgin Islands, believe it or not, were being considered back in 1867. And 1867 uh-huh. is what? Civil War. And yes, when mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson was the president, they were considering acquiring the versions at that time. However, the wars in Europe, because one of the things people fail to realize is that you cannot look at things in isolation. You have to look at what went before, how it's connected to each other. Europe was undergoing several wars between and among those countries. So the Napoleonic Wars had taken its toll. And remember, it was the French who helped the Americans' colonies defeat the British. 
But yet, as time went by, it became a very controversial concept. But that's for another show. But the point, okay. the point I'm talking about is that, yes, you're absolutely correct. Dooley was a naval officer, but yes. the business of acquiring the Virgin goes back to 1867. Wow. It was not 1917, one stop gap. No, no, no. no. Uh-uh. It, it took a while. As a matter of fact, Alaska was acquired around the same time, and the argument was Stuart and Foley said they got more mileage, more acreage out of the purchase of Alaska for less than what they got out of the purchase of the Virgin Islands. This continuous island supposed to the land mass in Alaska going from Nome to Sita and all of that and the Aleutian Islands. Okay. Thank you, Doc. Now, as we come to a close, we cannot close out thank you. We cannot close out without having Bell. Tell us, how come you know so much about what you're doing and you have put it on the internet? So tell us where people can find more information about you. And let's hear from Miss Hodge as well. Yes, Miss Hodge. Let's hear from Miss Hodge too. Okay. Yeah, well, her turn. Her turn is next. Let's bow. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. you know, since, since I was a child, I've loved family history and genealogy, and and um, and then I was just lucky to be able to have all our ancestors' old albums. So. Over the last few years, I just started digging into them and just trying to discover, you know, what did they depict? You know, what date is on this photo? What, what, you know, and eventually, you know, I made a whole bunch of discoveries and I just got, just fueled my desire. And so I started wow. sharing all the things, all the discoveries that I made. And, um, and I love it. So I go through the old newspapers, reading all about the past and being able to put the pictures together with the stories. So I share them all on vintagevirginislands.com. And um, and I've had such fun doing it. Val, it was not by accident. That was left for you by providential destiny to come into your hands. Sometimes I think that way. You know, I said, oh, my goodness, they found me. Right, exactly. uh, And I'm thrilled by it. So I I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. So I'm living my passion. Yes. And, Val, we can't thank you enough for sharing your passion with us. You offer a significant amount of information for us, education, content, the whole nine yards. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. I'll say thank you, but it takes a team. So thank okay. you, guys. Thank okay, you as well. Team. You're right. absolutely correct. Okay. One okay, hand cannot clap. That's but right. Two itself. hands or more can yeah. clap. One hand cannot uh, yeah. clap by itself. You may snap yes. your finger, but you cannot clap. That's One right. hand yes. by itself. It takes two or more. Okay. Yes. So thank you all. You're welcome, Val. You're welcome very much. Yeah, we have about two minutes left. Let's have some closing thoughts from. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll share my closing thoughts very very quickly. So I too had the opportunity to participate in the transfer day (laughs) activities. Um, I danced with the Makasalin Bambula Dance Company. Oh, great. yeah, so that was quite an experience um, for the Centennial Cocktail Reception with the uh-huh. Ottoman Koma Asafo as well. So it was very, wow. very great. So I had an opportunity to have some fun oh, in there as well. So learning experience about Bambula yeah. and the history that it plays within the Virgin Islands and throughout the Caribbean. So I'm just here, uh-huh. and I'm soaking up everything. I'm learning <laughs> all of this wonderful history that I, I think I kind of forgot. I'm not going to say that it wasn't taught to me because I'll be telling stories on my teacher. So I'm going to say that uh-huh. I forgot 
this is the opportunity it for was, me to relearn. It was an important when we were kids. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Let's put it. You didn't forget it. The law of disuse had taken effect temporarily. No, I'm, I'm going to use that, Doc. I'm going to use you, that. I'm going to start using that. I did not forget. It's just the law of disuse has taken effect temporarily. So you're going to you hear that again. You have my permission. Go ahead. <laughs> Go right ahead. You have my permission. Doc, we are out of time. We're out of time. Folks, okay. our listeners will have St. Cory next week and the doctor the week after. Doc, we'll talk Very about well. St. Thomas. St. Cory will have a special guest for St. Cory. Val, thank Very you again. Very well. Excellent. Thanks again. Ms. Thank Ms. you Ms. so much. Thank, Thank you all. God Thank bless you. the listening audience. Now that it's on